What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from pens to brand spanking new calendars. And right now, 2019 desk pad calendars are just $4.99. So get your business ready for a big year at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Valid on SKU 279-6207 and 112.19. Welcome to Define You Radio. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Are you ready to unapologetically build your confidence, achieve goals, and design a life worth living? Learn the life lessons and strategies to define your life, money, and business. Pins and papers ready. Class is now in session. Yes, yes, and yes, I am loving the new intro. I hope you guys are feeling it too. With that being said, mm-hmm. welcome to Define You Radio, Classes in Session. I am your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Define You Radio, Classes in Session, teaches women how to unapologetically build their confidence, achieve goals, and design a life worth living. Each show discusses the life lessons and strategies from guests who have decided to define their life, money, and business. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight, and make sure you connect with us on Facebook. Well, guys, if you listened in last week, you know I said I was coming back with a special announcement, and to do that, I actually brought back a special guest. She is a Define You Radio alumni, (laughs) alum, whatever the correct terminology is, I'm going to find out one day because sometimes I want to throw the eye on that. So with that being said, let's welcome Queen P to the show. Hey, everybody. How are you? (laughs) Can you hear me? Well, yes, you sound perfect. You sound perfect. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) So, Queen P, why don't you go ahead and make that that special announcement? Yay! I'm jumping up and down in my chair right now. <laughs> so thanks so much for having me on just for this little piece. Y- y'all only going to hear my voice for a second. But I just wanted to let everybody know thank you so much for all the support and amazing pour out in um, the release of Transition Ashes, Ashes Immunating Beauty. And we were on the bestsellers list for three different categories. Number three in, hold on, let me tell you what it is because I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> number three in um, parenting and relationships, we were num- made it to number six in self-help, and we made it to number 13 in conflict management. And I'm so excited because that even beats out transition one um, or transition create the life you desire. And I was just reading some of the the reviews, and I am just blown away. Uh, I knew that the book would help some people, but I had no idea, you know, how much. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. We are now, for Queen V and I, we're on together. We're two-time best-selling authors. For the other co-authors, they are newly best-selling Amazon authors. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. So much for all your support. Back Yay! You, well, <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Perfect segue. So, guys, all month long, in a pizza next month, we are talking to some of the fabulous co-authors of Transition: Ashes Emanating Beauty. And tonight, I am welcoming. She's a newbie to Define You Radio. I'm excited to have her. If you guys seen the picture, she she's beautiful in the dress. I need to find out where she got it from because I'm like, I need that dress in my life. <laughs> but um, today we are talking to Miss Tashikia Hunter on her transition because she went from being a teenage mom to a best-selling author. And there's so much in between. I'm excited 
So let's go ahead and welcome Miss or Mrs. I'll get it when she gets on, Hunter, to the show. Hey, hello, everyone. How are you? (laughs) Hey, Tashikia, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing really good. It was a very exciting weekend. So before we get into to your story, because I've read over your bio and I, it's so interesting. Before we get into that, the moment you found out that you were officially one of the bestsellers, or or you are officially like you have that title now. Let's be honest. What did you do? I'm going to be honest at first. I was just so shocked and overjoyed, you know, that being, a, like you said, a teen mom and going through so much in between there, it was not really believable until probably <laughs> about 72 hours later. And then it started really? to sink in. <laughs> it, it just seemed like a dream come true, like, what? <laughs> like, how did this become possible? But, um, wow. yeah, it took about three days. Okay, so that means, let's see, this happened Saturday, so basically yesterday you kind of was like, um, yeah, I'm pretty much a best-selling author now, is that how it happened? Yes, and then definitely when I read uh, how you introduced it on your uh, on your page, when it, the words just came alive to me, it's, I don't know how you wrote it, but it just came alive, and I was like, Wow. It's not like I was saying it, but it was somebody else saying it. So it just became alive to me. And, you know, and it just was like, wow, this is really true. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not a dream anymore. It, it, it became truth. So wow. yesterday, uh, it, was, it was real. So, so now, and uh, I'm because I know Queen P is still on the line, I believe. Queen P, you still there? Maybe no. Okay. Well, yes. I'm when still here. I, I, I was oh, being okay. respectful and muted myself. <laughs> well, I just want to ask a ask a question. I'm gonna ask Tashikia first, and then I'm gonna let you answer it real quick. Because um, maybe it's just me with my, you know, my Southern Belleness personality. But once transition, create the life you desire, hit bestseller last year. When I introduce myself, I will say, "Hi, I'm Valencia Griffin Wallace, best-selling author." <laughs> <laughs> so, Tashikia, are you going to incorporate that into your vocabulary? Of course, of course, okay. I sure am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm going to say, "I am Tashikia." No, Mrs. Tashikia Hunter. The best-selling author. <laughs> yes, I claim, love it, love it, love it. Precious, do you do that? You do you introduce uh, yourself like I, that? I do when it's business related. Um, oh. When I'm speaking to people about writing and things of that nature, um, <laughs> I haven't tried really to introduce. I'm gonna try that though because it sounds yeah. nice. Hi, I'm Precious yeah. Brown. I'm um, best-selling author. I like that. <laughs> yes, I'm. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Yes, I I introduced myself uh, earlier this year, late last year, when I met one of my husband's bosses for the first time, like one of his head bosses. That's exactly how I introduced myself. <laughs> I kid you not. I'd have to I'd have to get my husband on because I know my husband's like my wife. But I think, but his coworkers, he's they they know, and so I sure did. He was like, "Hey, hun, this is uh my boss, so and so." I was like, "Hi, I'm Valencia Griffin Wallace, best-selling author and Craig's wife." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I'm I'm so serious. You you guys know it's life is too short. You let the world know what you have accomplished. Um, cause that's an accomplishment and a, a title that a lot of people don't have and they don't know it's possible. And you see someone that you run across in everyday life and yeah, that, that's the title. Cause it wasn't easy. I mean, writing and even everything going into transition, that's not for punks. 
You got to be a soldier. Agreed. (laughs) So, Mrs. Hunter, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience, uh, because I feel like I know you, uh, but why don't you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about who you are besides a best-selling author? Well, if anybody have read the book or are going to read the book, um, I am a I was a teenage mom who basically um basically was a young promiscuous teenager just searching for love in all the wrong places and mm. became pregnant at 17 and actually um after that I ended up marrying my first husband and it was out of a lot of insecurities and trying to uh, become something that I wasn't. And then from there, I just basically tried to just take on this personality that was not me. And it just began to just uh, put me inside of a box. And I, how I call it, it was a box basically made up of, I call it, jewelry. And I would hmm. just try to put on this little pretty facade, like everything was all glittering, a glam. But in the inside, I was dying because I was trying to be something that I wasn't. I was trying to live up to somebody else's expectations. And I even call it those expectations as the fairy tale you expectations, not, you know, mm. your expectations. When you meet yourself, like, I feel like during this transition, <laughs> I had to reintroduce myself to myself because, mm. you know, for so long, you be tra- I, was tra- I feel like I was trapped inside of this box. And in the book, I talk about being waking up in the middle of the night, and I would have these like visions of being in a box, like I was going, like wow. I was going to suffocate. And so from there, I would wake up screaming to the top of my lungs in the middle of the night. My kids and uh, um, at, at night would probably thought I was crazy because I really felt hmm. like I was like trapped. And, you know, trying to live up to family's expectations, of course, like I said, and just seeing other people around you. And it just, I just got lost in the sauce, as I say, you know. And from there, I had to basically find myself. I tell people, I, you may hear me use a lot of analogies, but that's just how I am. I try to get people to paint the picture, the vivid picture, not the story picture, or, you know, what I may put on paper. But I literally had to unbury myself. And Mm. I went through pain and crying late at night, you know, drinking, doing, you know, drugs, you know, smoking weed just to try to have an insanity so that I could, you know, smile in front of people because that's what people was used to. So I was going to give them what they was used to, but it was all fake. Hmm. Wow. You, You hit so, so many points, and I love that you had to reintroduce yourself to you like, okay, this is me, not that me that y'all want me to be, but this is, this is the real, this is who, who I am without the makeup. This is what it is. And I can only imagine waking up. And I think it was probably like a, a sign. And would you agree? Like you having those dreams of being, like trapped in a box yes, and you waking yes. up screaming. I, did your kids come running in the room like, do I need to call somebody? <laughs> well, no, look, I'm going to be honest because I'm going to be real at the time. Uh, I, I have the, the man that I'm married to now, he was my boyfriend, so he will be there mm-hmm. to comfort me. And he will try to, you know, bring, shed some light on what was going on. But hmm. me still trying to, trying to really trying to not really embrace who I had become over the years, you know, the teen mama. Now I was the divorced wife. You know, I, mm. you know, I, I was the person that was in church and then got out of church. You know, and I wasn't really trying to embrace who I had become. I was keep trying to become this fake person, not the person mm. that I what I've been through. So. And then he would just try to tell me over and over, like, uh, and by, by the way, his name is KB. He go by KB, but he's my husband. He would just hey, try to KB. tell me, you got to be you. You can't live for nobody mm. but you at the end of the day. And I used to be like, but, but what they going to say about me? He's like, who cares? Mm. And mm. I would be like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> and I would just really go back in the box. 
every time, just go back in the box. And I would just keep letting people, I've used the term too, I would let people um, basically let their emotions control me. You know, if somebody says something, then I will I will get myself deeper in the box, like suppress myself because I'm trying to meet up to their expectations instead of just letting it roll off. Okay, that's your opinion. That's what you think I should do. I would actually just feed into their opinion rather than forming my own opinion. You know, it was like mm. that with what I would wear, with clothes. You know, it was all based on what somebody else would think rather than let you be okay with it. So it was, it's just, it was just, like you said, it was a transition. Like I said, reintroducing myself to me, knowing what I like, you know, what kind of food, you, what kind of food do you really like? Quit saying you like to go to Chili's and you don't like Chili's, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like I had built this life around everybody else except me. Hmm. So. I, I love, I love that. Now let me, let me ask you this. Do you have a name or a nickname for the person you used to be? And I ask that for a reason. Mm. That's a good question. It's because or what what nickname be, would you would you give her who you used to be? Lisa. <laughs> That's what I would <laughs> tell people. <laughs> What's your name, Lisa? <laughs> but I would I would just call that person, you know, to not even just um I would just say this that person was just confusion. You know, hmm. like if I was to give it an emotion rather than a name, I would just call it just confusion. Mm. Wow. Now, I want to hit some hit on something that I read in your bio cuz you talked about Domestic violence that was in your first marriage or or a yes. previous relationship that was in my first marriage and i I experienced uh, domestic violence heavy in that relationship and that marriage and I covered it up I covered it up hmm. like it wasn't there because I was determined to be this merry woman and look with this white picket fence and, you know, mm-hmm. these kids all by the same daddy and mm-hmm. live this life. But the reality of it was I don't even know this person. Like, you know, like I don't even really know how I even got involved with this person. Well, I know how I got involved. It was from her, <laughs> from a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. And the first person that said what uh, I think the words he better use is I give you my last breath. Oh, you will. Oh, I'm all yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from there, I I began to you know know that the relationship was not good. I knew it was toxic, you know, and um, you know black eyes. And when you say you're a Southern belle, my mom, my family is from originally from Tennessee, so they're really strong women. So I probably, mm-hmm. you know, in some tones use some probably derogatory words to him. But, you know, at that point when you know that the relationship is not good for either of you guys, it's just best you walk away because the kids are scared. Right. right. But me, right. I was determined, oh, I'm going to make this work. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to pray him through. I'm going to go to church. We gonna, I'm going to mm. do what I got to do if I got to pray all day, night long. And really not realizing that you can't force a relationship. You can't force love. You know, love is Mm. natural. Yes, indeed. I know you hit home for for some women and and men, because I I keep excluding men, but I know we do have men in the audience um, that listen to the show. But you hit on so many points because you were so set on having this um what they call it the American um the American dream. Two point five kids, white picket fence. We're married, we have kids together, but behind closed doors I'm I'm being beat out of me or or emotionally scarred out of who I'm supposed to be or, you know, however you wanna put it. And then I love that you hit on that you 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 went you know you prayed I'm gonna pray it out of him we are gonna make this work do or die. 
What was what yeah. was that that thing that you said? Okay, Lord. Apparently, I need to leave because neither prayer nor holy water is working. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what I, I in the in the book. Um, you know, I it was like I had an epiphany. You know, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I pray and I meditate. And at the time, I'm going to just be honest, and I prayed, and I, and in my heart spiritually, I heard God say, you, you're free to go. Hmm. <laughs> you are free to go. And because, you know, um, and I tell people this is my own personal relationship with God, my God, I, I don't force my religion on anybody, but I've just seen the analogy of this fence that was, on one side it was dark and one side it was light. I was on on the light side, he was on the dark side. And I basically, hmm. in this dream I had, basically, I told him, just come through the gate. Just push your way. All you got to do is push your door. He's like, I can't come over there. And I was like, why not? All you got to do is open the gate. He was like, I can't. Hmm. And so from then I woke up from that dream that day. And in the book I I, I, I talked about it, it was, uh, I call it the 60 Minutes. And I knew that I had to get out, and I knew I couldn't tell him. But I was preparing myself for about three years emotionally, you know, to prepare myself because this person would tell me that I wasn't going to make it without him right. and that nobody else would want me with three kids because by this time we had three kids. And I basically believed it. So I believed that I couldn't make it without him. So basically what I tried to do was – just see how I can live my life without him. Like, what will it look like? So I began to picture myself without without the relationship. And it took me three years to get to the point, and when I got to the point, I had 60 minutes. And in those 60 minutes, one hour, I made the decision, it's time to go. Mm. Being of... Uh of someone and I know Queen P has and a lot of the women that I've talked to have been in domestic violence situations. And I know in 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 my own case, I'll never forget it. It was I was like in my early twenties, but I remember it like it was yesterday almost. Um there were a lot of nightmares involved and it was I was like I'm either going to kill him or he's going to kill me. But in the process, when you're going through that situation, I know for me, I, I was being broken down, you know, like you, you break something down cause it's hard to leave if you don't feel whole. So the, the more emotionally and physically he broke me down and beat me, it was almost harder for me to leave because, like you said, it's, you know, who's going to want you, where you going to go, how you going to do X, Y, and Z. And it's almost like you have to leave with the pieces you have <laughs> in order to put your pieces back together where they need to be. So I, This is true. This I is true. And my story, and I didn't leave with no type of peace. <laughs> hmm. No type of peace. I didn't leave with no type of peace. I literally left, and it started a roller coaster uh, fiasco, as I would call it. It lasted approximately almost five to seven years. Mm. And from there, it was fake. I call it fake court cases, allegations brung against me. The kids, they, you know, the family was turning the kids against me. They was just coming up with everything thrown at me. So I had no peace, <laughs> mm. like literally none. I, um, you know, in the midst of all that, I owned a daycare business and I lost my business because I had no peace. Every day it was something different. It was like I was still running, but I I was determined not to give up. Actually, I the analogy I used, I said, I don't know exactly where I'm going, but I'm going to ride it to the wheels fall off mm. with every strength peace, power I have, I'm not going back. I'm done. So, like I said, I lost my business. The business was a successful business, uh, over $100,000 a year business, and it broke me all the way down to welfare. Mm. Lost it all from just being emotionally tangled in other 
people's emotions or how they felt I should be doing things with my life after I left my uh, ex-husband. And I allowed their emotions and their thoughts and their perceptions to control me to where I just lost everything. So. <laughs> well, I, I, would encourage I applaud you. your strength. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And your realness. Thank you. Because I, I love when people when I have those guests that come on and you know what the, what they're saying is straight from their gut. Like this is the, the ugly. I got to tell you the ugly before you get to the pretty, before you get to that best-selling author title, there was a whole, a whole brokenness, so to speak before that. So thank you so much for just sharing the raw and the realness of that. So fast forward, fast forward, you're out of that situation. You you having nightmares, waking up the household, your husband telling you just be you, get out the box to Shikia, <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> what was that, that, I like to call it a defining moment, that defining moment when you say, no more, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's me. I'm every woman. This is my Diana Ross, Whitney Hughes moment, whatever you want to call it. What was that moment when you said, this is me? Like, what happened? Well, that moment was um, when I uh, re-dedicated myself back to God, and I began to have a relationship um, back with God, and this time it was different. It wasn't all about the religion. It was more or less about the peace of the religion, the, the peace hmm. of God, not the religion of God. Go to church every Sunday, not that facade, not that, not that this kind. And as I began to see that, you know, that my husband actually loved me for like, I was able to see. I want to. I hope I'm saying it right. I was able to see God in him. Like, if he can love mm. me despite uh, who, all I've been through and all this drama I'm bringing him, and he's still in my corner, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how much more do God love me? A person, mm. you know, that I don't see, I believe in him, but it was like I was seeing it through him. And from there, I just began to say, like, you're better than what people say you are. You're better than, you know, what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through, and you don't have to become it. Mm. And then at that moment, I just began to just open my eyes to, like, this is new. You're not in that, oh, like you said, fast forward. You're not there anymore. You don't have to live like that anymore. You're, you know, you're a grown woman. You don't got to live, and you got no kid or, you know. (laughs) So that was my defining moment. Okay, you just you truly felt like um, you were his rib, so to speak. Yes, it was like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm real transparent. You know, people didn't like the way, you know, we got together, and you know, it wasn't like you know traditional, whatever. But who cares? And right. I really have to say that, you know. He, him, my my husband, and his family was there mm. for me, like, no matter what. Like, especially his mom, like, she was, like, there. Like, I, I had never, you know, had somebody that didn't even really know me. I wasn't even, you know, like, you know, we weren't engaged or nothing. And this woman was just there, like, family. And she just, you know, she, you know, showed me. Like, you can't you can't give up. She had been through a lot of her life, you know, and she told me, you know, she overcame drugs, and you can overcome anything if you put your mind to it. So through my husband, his mom, finding, you know, finding God again and getting some spirituality, and that's, the, that's when the peace really started to come. 
and embracing mm. it, not, you know, going back to my old, you know, surroundings and allowing the fear of what they're going to say overtake me. Yep. I just embraced who I had become, no matter if it was in real blood, if people say, oh, they ain't, they ain't your family. But family is anybody that can embrace you for who you are. Say it. Say it one more so, time. Embrace you for who time. you are. They don't they don't judge you and it's just you can be you. And that's how it was, you know. They allowed me to be me and they accepted me for me. And then once mm. I seen that, you know, it's people out here that can actually accept you for who you are, then mm. again that transition just it just started to the wheel started to spin. It didn't happen overnight. But right. It, it, it happened. It began. Yes, it it's, it's a it's a surprising feeling. Now I don't know how how you and your husband met, but I know me and my husband met online, and I would do it. Well, all we met over at the club. Again. you say that because you know there's so many stereotypes or things you hear you know don't meet people online because they crazy you might be getting catfished uh don't you know if you meet some what they say if you meet somebody at the club they gonna always be in the club you know it's all those things and here it is somehow we we found a way to make it work and I love what you said about family and your in-laws I love my in-laws and I didn't know, honestly, and I'm, you probably could relate, like I didn't know that somebody who, like you said, don't know you, like really could show you that true, genuine love. Like, you know, I have questions and I'll tell my DNA family all the time. You know, my my in-laws, that's, they kind of better than y'all a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> You have to be like, hold up, wait a minute. Like, this is not traditional, but this is my right. beat. That's what I say. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I love that, and I love that they embraced you, and it helped you reintroduce and embrace and transition into who you were supposed to be all, all along, or, you know, all of that was to the get you to the destination where you are and where you're going because you're, you're just getting started. I do have that feeling. You're just getting started. Oh, yes. yes. Yay. And then, you know, I also owe it to Queen P, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Queen P came back in my life. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I've known her ever since I was, I was my aunt's friend, and uh, we grew mm. up in, like, the same community. But she was always like, why is this little girl with us? <laughs> and I told her, <laughs> God, God bring her back like at the right time in my life when I re-met her. I say re-met her because it had been probably 20 years or so since I had seen her. And uh, when she came back in my life, she also, like, was awesome. Like, I um, didn't even know until I, like, began to read uh, her book. I think it's called Love Yo." A, a look at me. I think it's a look at me. I get them confused because all of them kind of, they just all good. You just got to get them and read them. But <laughs> I was on that cruise, and she had this interactive workbook. And Queen P, you can stop me if, you know, if you're still on the line and tell, say which book it is. But it was one question in that book that began the, uh, the like, the, uh, an additional birth in the, out of me was tell the truth, and the, nothing but the truth and the whole truth. That's how I just read it. I don't know if that's how I'm verbatim. And I, I just began to, like, start from the beginning and just release, like, okay, well, how did I get from here to then? And how did mm. I, you know? And I just began to, like, connect the dots. And it was like, wow. Like, I, I still like, even though I'm married and this is this is happy, it still was just, I was still stuck in the box, you know, just drowning in the box. Mm. And she actually helped me. Uh, we would talk for hours in my uh, office, and um, she just began to just still just unleash, unleash me. I say unleash me mm. <laughs> because that's how I 
that was what what book was that? It was the process of change. I look at me, and the question said um, requires you to be to give some examples of things you've been through and be honest with yourself about those particular things. Mm. Okay. And it it's always good like when we when we write stuff that we know people are going to read versus when we write something that's just for ourselves it's it's a difference it's a it's a it's a difference and i love that she helped you unleash the 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 real you and connect the dots and so when she came to you or how did how did your involvement in transition Ashes emanating beauty come about. Well, I, you know, had been watching Precious, um, you know, doing her live broadcasts, and I would listen to what she was saying, and I really um, could relate to, you know, everything she was, you know, saying in her broadcasts. And then the last time, it was just like I got tired of telling the story. I felt like it was a broken record. Just keep brief saying the same story, and I felt like I was saying it out of in a victim mentality, mm. and I felt like I needed to not make people mad at what I've been through, but just have people to, you know, to actually go through the transition as well. So I felt like, you know, being a part of uh, transition, uh, ashes emanating beauty, I felt that I wanted people to be able to also tell the truth of what really happened in their own mm. way so that they can actually heal not from a victim standpoint you know we all can sound like we were victims but most of the time when you really tell the truth you you was you you was the victim you was your own enemy <laughs> mm. so say that I I I just had an aha moment and woke up, and I was scared when I hit sin. <laughs> when I texted her, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, like I was hesitant. I think I had typed it and then waited a minute. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm a, I'm gonna do this. I'm scared, but I know this is the time, and I need to do it. And then plus at work, you know, me and Precious actually uh, work together. Uh, I was her boss for a minute, and um. She was, you know, steady saying, I'm I'm leaving this. I'm going to be the real me. I'm going to be the real me. I'm going to be my CEO. I'm going to be uh, Precious Brown. And I just was like, okay, you know. <laughs> and then she was actually, she didn't even know she was actually helping me still actually heal. It's because at the time I was um, the, a billing manager, and I really just was in there again just to save face or to just make people think that I had basically came up from where when I failed, when I told you I closed the daycare business. And it was really Hmm. not, again, me. It was still just like, oh, it's a title, but it wasn't me. Right. Right. So I thank God for that. You hit send and was like, "Oh, oh, Lord, what did I do? Yeah, I didn't even tell my husband. <laughs> I, just hit, I just said, you know what, I'll tell him later. He going to support me whatever I do anyway. So right. I just I hit sin and was like, still, I was like, maybe I should tell her I don't got the money. <laughs> right. How can I back out of this? <laughs> but I still kept pressing forward. I um, It took me a minute, actually, to just even start writing after I hit sin and told her that I wanted to write. Mm. So this is transition ashes emanating beauty, and I keep saying it, guys, because you know there's transition creates the life you desire. So this transition was your first book, correct? Yes, it was the it was my first book. Yes, yes, okay. it was. And what what is your chapter titled? What is the title of your chapter? Uh, Trapped Inside the Jury Box. Mm. 
And it's funny that you say jewelry box versus, you know, any other kind of box. So that kind of gives a, you know, gives like a, not a summary, but gives people an idea of exactly what was going on or what the story may be about. So if you could tell us just maybe like a little bit, maybe a sentence or two about your chapter. What what should a reader expect when they when they read that? Well, I what I would want them to get out of it is that you can't live a life um pleasing others. You mm. have to find your real true purpose and your true identity and you have to embrace it. No matter what it looks like to nobody else, no matter if it's you got to embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly. And mm. you have to go forward with life and be happy with it. That's what I want and to be get free. out of it. Yes, and be free. Get out that jury box. Quit letting people uh, wind you up and spin you around like the little ballerina in that jury box. That's where I got the time mm. from. <laughs> That's a mic dropping moment. Somebody needs yeah. to post that. Post that on Define You Radio's page and tag Miss Tashika, Tashikia and me in. Because a lot of people do that. A, a lot of us, because we want people to think the best of us. We want people to think our life is so pretty and cute and everything's okay. And you end up breaking yourself more, you know, like you said earlier about being the victim, but I had to look at the part I played and, Mm -hmm. you know, because whether it's a small part or big part, something get us to the good, the bad and the ugly. And even when I look at my domestic violence situation, I didn't ask for it, but I looked at how did I end up in, like you said earlier, like, how did I end up here? Who, who is this person? And it was, I was going through a phase. I was fascinated with braids and people with goals in their mouth. That was like my only requirement. (laughs) (laughs) You know, right. That's what, that's what I, I liked it. And I just thought it was okay. He came with this image that I thought I wanted and uh, guys, this was like, like I'm 40, so this was like my early 20s, so that's when all that stuff was really, you know, that was the thing. You wanted somebody that was very cash money, no limit looking, you know? Um, and it was like, I should have had more requirements. Valencia, how did you end up here? Where did this person come? You know, it was all of those things, but I knew when you don't have any requirements, so to speak, then you get mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. You you kind of get anything. So, yeah, I love that you, you hit on, on so many great points, so many great points. So, um, death, what is that? Determination, endurance, uh, me and this word about to fight. Thank you. I love you already. <laughs> That's okay. Perseverance. Oh, boy. Yes. Truth so and happiness. Let's talk yeah. about death. Yes. Well, how I came up with that is, is yeah, I'm going to probably laugh at me, but it, this is, it is what it is. I was running like a 10-mile cr- uh, race, uh, you know, like a, you know, like a charity event race. And mm-hmm. it was 10 miles, and it was, like, hard, you know. And I kept hearing, like, at first it was, like, deep, deep in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, deep. And I just began to doodle on on paper, and it came, like, probably, like, in a day or so. And I was, like, it's depth. <laughs> and then I, as I thought about it, I was, like, you know, while I was doing the race, all I kept telling myself is that it's only 10 miles. You right. know, after I got done with one mile, I was like, "It's only you only got nine more miles," and then I just kept mm. going. And so I thought about it like that's life, you know. Although mm. the race seems like it's long, and 
and you might think you'll never finish, and the race is hard because in this race it was hot outside. I didn't feel comfortable. I'm not really a fast runner. I jog, so I thought about wait, life. Wait. You know, we all. Tashiki, I gotta, go I gotta interrupt you real quick, okay? Because you're in okay. Michigan, right? Yes. You're in Michigan. This race was in Michigan. Yeah, yes, I don't this race have was real heat. Michigan. Y'all don't have real heat, okay? You, I just had to throw that out there. Like, what's what's hot to y'all? Like, 80 degrees? You know, I have questions. Nine years hot. It was about 90 that day. So this the creme, This called the creme, that the race. And these people from Africa and all over the world, they come and they run in this race. But I, I understand what you're saying. It probably wasn't that okay. hot, but it was hot to me. Okay. <laughs> I was burning up. Yes, indeed. So finish telling us about this 10-mile race. That's, like, so awesome. I just, yeah, and then this race, it was just hills, it was valleys, it had some high points to it, it had some low points. But what made it interesting to me that made me um, correlated, you know, related to life was, it was all types of people running in this race. You had old people. Mm. You had some people walking. You had some people running. Like I said, you had the Africans there. They ran 10 miles in, in 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they, they, that's what they do. And right. like you said, it wasn't even hot in Michigan to them. It was probably uh, fall to them, you know. like. Right. Uh, and what made me say that is that, you know, I looked up, you know, what perseverance means, and it's like the driving force. And then when mm. I look at look at uh determination you know that's basically what i've been doing my whole life like up until this point i've been determined not to give up you know Mm. and so and then where the truth comes in is that if you know the truth you know from uh reading precious books you know the truth about yourself then you could be happy so when i put Mm. them all together that's when i get the acronym depth and to me, that's that's who I am, and um, that's where that comes from. Deep, deep. I I love. Congratulations on the ten mile race and the <laughs> lesson learned in that. And I love how you compared it with life because it's very much like that. Because you you knew you already had like a mile down, two miles down. So it's like, why give up now? Because you're so close to the finish line. And that tells so much about your personality that you could look at it. Because, I mean, 10 miles, would you do it again? I have questions. Girl, no. I can't even run a mile now. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but it's it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But I guess what I, like you said, what I gained out of it, even if I never do it again, it mm-hmm. just it, it's a life less lesson to tell me that that's my uh that's just my motto now like mm-hmm. you can you can apply it to any situation and that that's something that nobody can take from you nobody mm-hmm. can take that from you you earned every every mile you earned that race you earned all the lessons that came with it and no one can ever take that from you rather, you know, whether you do it again or not. Cause even though you say no, might talk to you two years from now and girl, I didn't signed up. Just don't say <laughs> Valencia, you want to sign up with me? Cause I'll, y'all know I'm knock need. I don't run. Okay. That's, that's like against the rules of knock needness. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about uh, goals. So, because you are the founder of Goals, why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what that stands for? Goals is gaining outstanding achievements, living successfully. And what that is, it is an organization where we take youth, primarily girls, and basically take them out of their normal environment and actually uh, teach them life skills. We allow them to open up uh, from, you know, a youth perspective of what's what's going on in their life so they can get to their truth and so that, you know, they won't be 35 and, you know, 40, 50 down the road trying to figure out how did they get to where they're at. And so Mm -hmm. it's designed for for the youth ages um, 10. We really only like to get them when they're 12 up until – 
18. 18 is the cutoff, but it's really just really geared, really, I should just say, for middle school and high schoolers. And that's what that's what it is. Um, and then also with that program, we just try to, we don't force religion on them, but if they're open to any type of uh, spirituality that will, like, encourage them or inspire them, mm-hmm. then we will give it to them if they ask for it. But we don't we don't force it upon them. What what made you start that organization? I wanted to basically give girls or just youth. I keep saying youth is like because just like you said, I always feel like I exclude the guys, and they just mm-hmm. they need it just as much as the girls. Right. And I wanted to basically help in areas where I felt like when I finally wrote my truth where I went wrong at. And it was around mm. the time of middle school. So I wanted to just be able to give kids an outlet to be able to just, you know, get away from the cell phones, doing chores, and be able to basically what we do is we have a we're gonna we haven't had it this year, but last year was the kickoff. We have like a a yearly like lock in sleepover and basically they're able to ask questions that they may not be able to ask their moms or, you know, they may not have that support at home. So the goal is to try to teach them a life skill that they can actually either try to make money off of. And then if they got any, like, burning questions, you know, something maybe about sexual orientation, you know, because that's, that's on the rise out here. We allow them right. to answer, ask those questions, and we, you know, have the parents, you know, we tell them what's going to happen, but we don't discuss, you know, confidentially, you know, if they ask us something, we will answer it, you know, best to our knowledge and uh, make sure that they just feel comfortable and safe, you know, so that they can have somebody, you know. I give them my number if they need to call me, which um, through the program, one little girl did run away from home, and she called me and was like, come get me. (laughs) And I'm like, where are Hmm. you at? (laughs) And she was like, I don't know, just come get me. And I'm like, well, how, you know. So I talked right. to her, to, you know, to walk into, you know, a well-lit place and picked her up and then was able to get her back home safe to her mom. So that's what the program is for, for those people that have that, you know, that life or death decision in the middle of the night, and I want to be able to be there for them. So that's what it's all about, goals. And and not only are you giving them a safe place to Un- unleash or unload you're also teaching them life skills and I when I look at young kids around that age you know a lot of times the the parents don't focus on that or or mm-hmm. teach them life skills and you know school really doesn't teach them those things you know how how to re- deal with real life situations or how to write checks or just how to how to manage you know everyday situations as adults that we kind of learn it's like on the job or on the life training so i love that you're doing that and i love that you did say i'm going to teach them things i wish i would have known cuz i think a lot of times people get to a certain position that they fought to get to and they forget that you need to go back and teach it to somebody else. That's why we learned life lessons. They're not about for us just to survive it and make it through. No, it's about those people that's in the, in the mud trying to make it through. I say yes. all that to say, yes. I applaud you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Cause it was, um, it was a big decision to even, you know, do the grand kickoff to get it started and going. And um, I'm still looking, you know, for location to do the kickoff, another kickoff this year. But it's gonna happen. I'm determined. I just I'm gonna keep pressing until I find a building to put have a event at. But it's gonna happen. <laughs> so yes. keep me. Yes. Yeah. And now that you put it out there, my my audience and and me especially because I've gained the title uh, Drill Sergeant, oh, I will hold you accountable. Welcome to my world. (laughs) And guys, I uh, love it. Yes, y'all hold her accountable too, because what what Mrs. Hunter is doing is 
I I love it. I love people that's that's giving back and so yeah, the youth needs you and so yeah, I'll be periodically inboxing you. So Okay. For <laughs> how can the audience well number one, for the people that don't know, how can they get a copy of Transition? Okay. Well, they can get a, a copy of Transition on Amazon.com. And by simply typing in Transition Ashes Emanating Beauty, they can also um, they can also get a, purchase a copy from me, but um, which my name is Tashikia Hunter, and you can find me on Facebook that way. And also you can go, I think it's on also Barnes & Noble's, but if you just Google the title on uh, the web, you can actually just, it has three locations where you can purchase the book at as well. I would want you to Yay. purchase it for me, but uh, I got to give my queen, P, <laughs> Gilmore <laughs> Publishing, a shout out. <laughs> so uh, to officially tell you where you can get it, you can Google the title. And then you can uh, purchase it online from any of the three locations. And also, um, I don't want to mess up her name or none of her little hashtags, but you can also inbox Precious S. Brown and get the book as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can uh, inbox Queen B as well and get the book. So it's available in all three aspects. So Yes, it is. Yes, and, and we, y'all definitely have to check out her chapter, which is called, say it again. Trapped Inside the Jury Box. Yes. Yes and yes. Definitely check out Transition Ashes Emanating Beauty, guys, and leave a review. And you could even inbox me or Precious or Tashikia and let us know your thoughts. Have you been trapped inside a jury box? Can you relate? I have questions. So what? where are you on social media? How can they connect with you? I know you're on Facebook, but where are you anywhere else? How can they find you? Yes, I am on Instagram, and you can find me on Instagram. At, it's LadyShella77. And uh, like I said, just Facebook and Instagram at this time. And then they can also email me at mahunter. 77 at gmail.com. It's it's funny that you say that. Okay, so it's M.A. Hunter, because for some reason I was reading it as Manhunter. I don't know. <laughs> I was putting extra, I don't, and I was like, okay, then, all right. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. It has been you you're awesome. I just want to tell you that you're awesome. It has been a truly great interview. Thank you so much for coming on Define You Radio. Did you have any closing thoughts or anything you would like to leave the audience with? Uh I would just just want to leave everybody is like you uh just be you. Be the real mm. you. If you don't know who you are, you know, keep uh Keep pressing towards finding who you are to discover you. And I would just, you know, encourage people to just walk in your purpose, not nobody else's but you, your purpose. Mm. And I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and to be on your radio show. You have been awesome. I enjoyed talking with you. And, uh, again, just like I said, just be you. Yay, well... Just be you guys. Hashtag just be you. Um, Well, welcome to the Define You Radio family. I will say that. And thank you again so much for coming on Define You Radio. Guys, make sure you connect with Mrs. Tashikia Hunter. You can find her information on the Facebook page for Define You Radio. Make sure you also tune in next week as we talk with another fabulous co-author from Transition to hear about her story. If you enjoyed today's session, stay connected by subscribing to the show on iTunes and Google Play. And as usual, I'm ending with a quote. It's from Steve Maraboli, and I'm probably messing her last name up, but 
The quote is, my scars tell a story. They are a reminder of times when life tried to break me but failed. They are markings of where the structure of my character was welded or wielded. Y'all get the point. With that being said, guys, I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Pens and papers down. Class is over. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Class is in session. Connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pins and papers down. Class is over. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Sure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Sure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Sure.com/Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E.com/Motive.